0: it's
1: championship weekend at the 2022 BNP Paribas Open in Southern California. And only the biggest stars remain to play for the highest stakes on day 11 in Tennis Paradise. The future is now for 18-year-old superstar in waiting Carlos Alcaraz as he takes center stage against his hero, the greatest men's major champion of all time, Rafael Nadal. Plus, the women went deep into the night to settle their business. Iga Swiatek was sensational, and Maria Sakari sublime to set up a spectacular final. And we'll look ahead to the second leg of the Sunshine Double with Miami Open Tournament Director James Blake. Those stories and much, much more on this desert edition of Tennis Channel Live. Let's go! Championship weekend is underway in tennis paradise. Welcome to TC Live at the BNP Paribas Open, our one-hour pregame show to get you ready for first ball every morning here in Indian Wells. The men play for a spot in tomorrow's final, and trophies will be handed out in doubles. It all starts with Asia Muhammad and Anna Shibahara taking on Zhao Young and Yifan Shu. the Chinese duo, playing for that women's doubles title. Then Taylor Fritz looking to reach the biggest final of his career against Andre Rublev, followed by the all-Spanish battle between the legend Rafa Nadal and the prodigy Carlos Alcaraz and the American duo of John Isner and Jack Sock play for their second title here. Well, it was just 10 days ago that Rafa Nadal posted a photo on social media after practicing with Carlos Alcaraz. Today, he is warming up for the real deal. Rafa poised to continue his season of perfection. But the force is strong in young Carlos Alcaraz. The teenager has won nine straight matches and physically looks like a different person than the kid who lost to his idol on his 18th birthday last year. With that, we bring you Inside Stadium One for the 11th straight day. Steve Weissman alongside my Grand Slam champion teammates, former world number six Chanda Rubin, coach to the stars Paul Anacone. Feels good to finally reach championship weekend. And we were talking about Cam Norrie, Paula Bedosa still in the draw. Now we've got new champions. They're both out.
2: Yeah, it's going to be an exciting finish to what has been a, a really fun tournament of tennis players who have you know, come back and, and played some great tennis once again here at Indian Wells. We've had the fans and the energy that has been so much fun and uh, looking forward to these matchups, especially the one you talked about, that all Spanish matchup. That's going to be a fun one as well.
3: Yeah, that's going to be a highlight for everybody is uh, tomorrow's star going to be the star today, right? Alcaraz and Rafa and, and guess what? Alcaraz is playing the best tennis of the tournament and probably better than everybody I and mean, been playing better than rafa but you know what that means what nothing <laughs> because today's a different day and you're playing a champion so rafa nadal will try to problem solve it's going to be about alcaraz's ability to forget who he's playing his hero and just play like he's been playing it's going to be a tough task and be a fun one
1: absolutely we will break down both of the men's semifinals throughout the show today but we begin with the ladies last night It was 2015 champ Simona Halep and Iga Svantec meeting for the fourth time. Both players leading the tour in different winning categories, Chanda.
2: Yeah, this first set was a battle. Svantec was up 4-2. Halep came storming back, had a couple of set points from 6-4, but Svantec stayed aggressive, did not go away, kept the pedal to the metal, and Halep upset a couple of times. She destroyed a couple of rackets there at the end of the first set tiebreak. This was a real advantage for Svantec to take that first set, but Halle to her credit, didn't go away in the second, really recovered, settled herself down, started competing a little more evenly, got up again in the second set, but Svantec, she's been so good coming from behind She's lost the first set a few times this tournament, this time taking advantage of tucking that first set away. She kept stepping in, especially on returns and on serve. Really came through in clutch moments. This was a huge win against a difficult opponent.
1: Had five breaks in the match. She has now won 10 straight matches, had a different mindset against Halep this time around
3: previous matches against Simona I always felt like I had nothing to lose because I was always you know uh, not the favorite but this one I felt like my ranking is is higher and obviously I've been playing well so I had to kind of adjust to this different mindset and different mood when I was going on court and it was stressful for sure but I wanted to fight till the end and be mentally um, stronger because Simona is really strong player mentally and she's not giving up so I wanted to do that better and I'm pretty proud of that that I did it
1: she absolutely did she's got 19 wins this year we talk about Rafa Nadal 19-0 and Sviantec also with 19 Paul what did she do best in this match
3: well it's not often you see someone like Sviantec even though she's ranked higher save a couple of set points against a great player like Halep and then come back and overcome the adversity. To me, the most impressive thing, and and Chanda, you can help me with this, I can't believe how well she volleyed, too. She had to come up with a bunch of sequential volleys where it was an approach and a solid volley. She did a great job at the net, and Simona fought really hard. She had those chances. Look, for me, the biggest thing for Simona Halep is stay healthy this year, get the match reps in.
2: Yeah, I think this is a tough matchup, and for Halep, I think for any player, you never forget when you get a beatdown from an opponent, and even if you come back and you win, if it's a tough matchup, you always sort of have that intensity right from the start. And we kind of saw that with Simona Halep. She it boiled over a little bit a few times where she broke her racket, and you could just see how much she was pushing. But it was fiontec who, time and time again, was able to take ground away, played a little closer inside the court, tighter to the baseline, and those volleys, Paul, that you mentioned, those were big at some critical times in the match, in the tiebreak uh, in that first set, and she just had a little more push, a little more firepower uh, at the very end. That
1: beatdown happened at Roland Garros when Sviyantek went on to win the title here. She is now in her first final at Indian Wells. How about that other women's semifinal? The defending champion, Paula Bedosa, putting her perfect record in tennis paradise on the line against Maria Socri. This would go back Back and forth,
2: another match we were looking forward to between two players who are big ball strikers. And Bedosa has been so good on these courts. But Zachary, she's playing at another level in terms of her belief and her confidence. Yet she was aggressive in big moments, especially in that first set. Eleven winners to just two for Bedosa. But Bedosa started finding the serve. That's what she struggled with in the first set. But in the second, started regulating her toss a bit more. Gave her opportunity opportunities to come in move forward take control inside the court and got that second set tucked away and onto the third we went but Sakri again to her credit she just settled back down did not lose the focus and the belief got the early break with huge forehands The serve was clicking when she needed it to, and it was just so impressive the way she held her nerve against a very difficult opponent.
1: Yeah, Sofra wins her first semifinal at this level, second final of the season. Andrew Krasny with an emotional winner. Tell us why this moment means so much to you.
4: I mean, you know, I worked my entire life to get to to these, you know, late stages of the tournaments, and I know it looks a little bit, you know, maybe silly to someone and, you know, it's not like I won the tournament. I'm in the final, but
0: it means a lot to me.
1: Love that passion. Not silly at all, Maria. Uh, Paul... Take a look at these stats.
3: What stands out to you? Well, the fact that uh, Maria Safri won seven of 11 break chances really did a nice job. And how did that happen? She won 75% of the second serve return points against Bedosa. That put an unbelievable amount of pressure. But look at the differential between winners and unforced errors and a power player from Paula Bedosa. That's not a great sign with that huge gap.
1: That's surprising right there. I mean 27 to 23. Obviously Socri played great, but Bedosa that, that's She's a power player, like Paul said, and, and to have that sort of deficiency with unforced yeah. errors, not going to work out for her.
2: No, and didn't have enough winners to offset, not nearly enough, just six winners for Bedosa. Usually she is the more aggressive player who is able to take it to opponents, but in, in that matchup, it was soccery just pummeling the ball. She had that little extra gear that she could go to in terms of miles per hour, and for Bedosa, she was constantly under pressure. That created more unforced errors, and it was just, you know, working against her in multiple ways during the course of that match. She did a good job winning that second set, Bedosa did, but Sakri would not be denied.
1: All right, looking forward to the final Iga Sviantek, Maria Sakri. Let's take a look at it with our Tennis Express head-to-head. It's 3-1 for Sakri. Uh, the 20-year-old Polish star got her first win against the Greek sensation just three weeks ago, semifinals of Doha. She won that title. She's looking for her second straight Masters 1000 or WTA 1000 title. And by the way, the winner of this match gets to a new career high number two in the world. Shanda, how do you see it playing out?
2: Uh, this is a battle for so much that's on the table, including a huge title. And we saw how much it means to Maria Sakkari. How can she handle the emotions, handle you know, what she's going to be feeling out there, and just try to play the type of tennis she's played uh, all tournament long. But Svantec, we've seen some of the emotion in her as well. I mean, she has talked about how important it is to get to a level of consistency along with winning these big titles. She already has one title under her belt. And the fact that she beat soccer in that last meeting on the way to uh, that Doha title should be a huge confidence boost for her. But how much can she push Maria Sakri around the court compared to how much Sakri is able to really get on top of, of her game? That's going to be the question. It's not as easy um, you know, to push Sakri out of points. And Shvantec, she's been able to do that, but I think this will be a little different story.
3: Yeah, I think this is going to be a battle of offense, right? We know they're both great athletes and great movers, but they're also tremendous ball strikers. They can hit offensive shots. I talked about Shvantec's ability to come forward and volley so well. I think that's going to be important for her. But I think the underpinning to all this is the fact that Svantec did get that first win just a few weeks ago. She she had lost three times. And to have beaten her this recently, given on a a quicker court in Doha, it still is great for the psyche to have that victory. Um, Power tennis offensive tennis and who's going to have the mental stability at the biggest moments that's what's going to be uh the deciding factors and look they both have talked about how important it is to be here so who's going to manage the moment
1: yes and maria said this is not the ega the same that i saw last year so Sockery or coach tom hill gonna have to come up with a new game plan for the big final tomorrow as for the men, they wrapped up the quarterfinals yesterday. And we begin with Grigor Dimitrov and Andrei Rublev. Rublev going for his 13th straight win. Dimitrov hadn't dropped a set all-tournament one of these streaks would come
3: to an end. Uh, This is where it went south momentarily. Rublev missed no first serves basically 80% till he served at 5-4 for the first set. Missed every first serve this game. Just wanted to make sure his coach knows that. He told his coach, I missed every first serve that game. Got broken. But he came back and played a terrific rebound game to break Grigor Dimitrov and he was not going to falter a second time. The power ground strokes were just awesome, guys. I was sitting at courtside the energy and the emphasis on getting first strike in for Rublev is absolutely relentless even with the great athleticism of Grigor Dimitrov he had a tough time kind of wrestling control of the rallies had a tough time using the variety to have impact on the ball striking after Rublev won that first set he was off like a train on fire played a great second set
1: Rublev That streak continues, 13 in a row. And into the semifinals, dropped just seven points on his first serve, winning 81% of those. Dimitrov was only broken once all tournament. Andrei Rublev did it four times in this match. So, Rublev will play the winner of Taylor Fritz and Misha Ketsmanovic. Paul, you were courtside with a big hat and towels.
3: What would you see? I know who won this match, Steve. I saw it. And it was uh, some terrific tennis. Both of these guys played a very good first set. Couldn't impact to serve that much. Taylor had a little bit of an opportunity. Got way up in the tie break. But Ketsmanovich hit a bunch of winners in a row. 5 5 Taylor broke that mini break, and boy, oh boy, did I smile. A body serve to close out the first set. Give Ketsmanovich a ton of credit. That's the one opportunity Taylor had missed return serve where he could have gotten the break and maybe run away with it. Then had a hiccup game at 4 3. A couple of double faults, lost his rhythm, lost his focus, got too passive, and Ketsmanovich did a nice job to win the second set. Here's where I get. Taylor a big pat on the back beginning of the third went nowhere had a tough end of the second set did not blink I shut my eyes for the tweener shook my head right up until he ran and hit the forehand winner that's a break of serve and off went Taylor Fritz just rolling with confidence after that a terrific turnaround and this is the difference to go from one level to the next and that's why Mr. Fritz is playing at a new level this year average game big moments and reset
1: he is back into the semifinals for a second straight year and talks about facing a very familiar foe there. Me and Andre uh, have so much history playing each other in the,
3: in the juniors so much. Uh, we had several meetings in the juniors. He took me out on grass one time. I got him in the, in the finals, of tournament in Mexico one time. We played. He got me in the finals of the junior masters. Uh, we've gone
1: back and forth so much, and so um it's crazy just to think back like you're saying you know go back to 2018 when we played here like I'm thinking back when we were uh 17 years old playing in the juniors just like before either one of us were really having any kind of professional results it's it's really cool to kind of see how uh we've come up together and the kind of results we're producing now <laughs> Uh, Paul just threw a pen at the at the, it <laughs> at out the of my TV. Hand. It slipped out so of my So you're hand. not into the junior
3: results. No, it's great to have nostalgic memories. But Taylor said, "I'm thinking back to the juniors." Just look at the scores. Don't worry about that. Think about the recent history, okay? Because I was just curious who won in the (laughs) 12-and-unders. Do you guys know who won 12-and-unders and 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 14-and-unders? I think it was 10-and-unders, right? It It was the first time? No. In all all seriousness, it's great that Taylor has all of that memory stuff, but for both these guys, it's about what's happened recently. Okay, They're 2-and-2, head-to-head since they've turned pro, uh, both playing at new levels, new high levels. Rublev is on fire, how well he's played this year. And Taylor's getting comfortable at the next level of rankings that he's uh, gotten to. So it's a really great matchup. It should be a lot of fun tennis. It's going to be first strike tennis for these guys. Good opportunity for both. A lot of pressure for Rublev. He hasn't won a 1,000 yet. couple of finals that we talked about, Steve. So maybe he feels like I really should do it this time. And Taylor Fritz should be the California kid out there swinging out of his shoes. Chad, did you think back to Juniors
1: and those type of matchups when you played somebody.
2: I mean, you remember them, you know. You, you have you know sort of that that history that goes so far back, and, and it sort of blends into uh, some of the matches you may have as a pro. But I think for Taylor, maybe it was a little bit of a Jedi mind trick as well, trying to get <laughs> Rublev to be thinking way back, and Taylor's in the moment because he's playing some terrific tennis. He has really impressed the way he's able. He's been able to raise his level, play a more physical brand when he needs to, coming in, attacking, and it's not not easy to push a guy like Ketsmanovic out of a match, but that is literally what Taylor Fritz did. So I think he's he's got it covered uh, in that department, and, and we'll see who gets off to the better start and who serves bigger because it has been a battle. Each of these guys serving terrific when they have needed to.
1: Taylor Skywalker, we will call <laughs> him after that one. Let's take a look at our lineup that we have today. We got both of the men's semifinals right here on Tennis Channel, 4 p.m. Eastern. Fritz. And Rublev, and then as highly anticipated as the Sunday sightings on Dumois. It's the all-Spanish battle. Carlos Alcaraz and Rafa Nadal can't wait still to come on TC Live. James Blake talking about the Miami Open next week. Also, can Asia Muhammad take her winning streak to 27? We've got our doubles report. Our best of the best countdown begins. Numbers 10 through 6 today. And today's DraftKings match preview, that blockbuster. Between Nadal and Alcaraz, may the odds be ever in your favor. But first, who figured Rafa would still be the best player in tennis at 35 years of age? John Wertheim explains in today's edition of Unstrung. TC Live is brought to you in part by
5: DraftKings. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now, and new customers can bet $1 and win $100 if any point is won. Not in a sportsbook state? Download any of the apps and play for thousands every day in DraftKings free-to-play pools. Use code POINT when you sign up. And
1: by Tennis Express. We deliver tennis right to your front door. Order today, ships today. And Flonase Allergy Relief.
5: Spraying Flonase daily stops your body from overreacting to allergens all season long.
1: Chanda Paul, Steve, back on TC Live. Seems like yesterday we just got to the desert, but tomorrow is the culmination to this party in tennis paradise. TC Live on Championship Sunday starts at 3 p.m. Eastern, leading up to the women's final. That's followed by the men's final and encore coverage all night long. Reminder to go to tennis.com to get all the information you'll need to follow the BNP Paribas Open from Indian Wells. Right now, Joel Drucker writes the connection between patriotism and sports is scarcely meaningful. And Steve Tigner breaks down today's all-Spanish semifinal. If that doesn't give you all the feels, here's Maria Sakkari on our warm and fuzzy set.
5: If you didn't play tennis, what would you do?
0: Oh, wow. So I would probably, you know, try track and field maybe.
5: Track and field. Yeah,
0: I'm I'm. I'm a quick you're quick. quick. Yeah.
5: I would never, if I ever played you, which yeah. will never happen. You would never drop shot. I would right? never drop shot you.
0: I know. La- don't, don't don't say that to other players, but they always do.
1: Oh, that's where we get the top secret information. You can see all of the great warm and fuzzies with Michael Costa, Lolo Jones, on TennisChannel.com and the Tennis Channel app. They are really, really special and cool. There's also one with Chanda Rubin. You don't want to miss Lolo and Chanda. We are leading up to our WTA Women's Doubles Final. The duo of Asia Muhammad and Ashibahara taking on Zhao Young and Ifan Shu. Asia going for 28 wins in a row. Welcome back. While Roger Federer continues to heal and Novak Djokovic gets halted from entry to the U.S., Rafa Nadal continues to carry the torch of the Big Three. He now has the most majors and is two wins from tying that mark at the Masters. John Wertheim has more on a man who has found the fountain of youth at Indian Wells.
0: So,
5: been warned for years going back more than a decade. Rafael Nadal was not long for tennis. Too physical a style, too grinding a game, too intense a belief system. Every point he played was just adding wear and tear to that body. He wasn't going to fade away, he was going to collapse. Enjoy him while you can, folks. A 21st Grand Slam singles title. Here we are in 2022, and here he is. He's had his share of injuries and close calls for sure. But today, closer in age to 40 than to 30, he's still going strong. Like a cowboy high in the saddle, he rides into the desert, this tournament's biggest attraction. He's won this event three times in the past. He won the previous major, his 21st, vaulting him into the lead in the all-time men's race. His popularity has never been higher. Vamos, indeed. Now that gambling is no longer taboo in sports, we can put it like this. Imagine a prop bet from a few years ago that said, among Federer, Serena Williams, Djokovic, and Nadal in 2022, which one would be the star attraction at the BNP Paribas Open? What kind of odds could you have gotten for picking Nadal? Wasn't he the guy who wasn't built to last? Yet, at age 40, Roger pales. At age 40, Serena is clearly winding down as well, saving herself for a push at that elusive 24th major. And Djokovic is, well, let's save that discussion for another day. For this day, let's talk about Nadal, who has figured out his body, when to rest and recover and rehab, when to push and to back. All hail Nadal, and all hail tennis's knack for putting the equivalent of sidespin on its storylines. Those unlikely twists and turns.
1: John Wertheim reporting. Rafa currently wears the men's major crown after taking his 21st Grand Slam in Australia. Joining Novak Djokovic, Roy Emerson, and Rod Labor as the only men to each win each Grand Slam at least twice. So he is a perfect 19-0 to start the season at 35 years old. Coming off an injury, it is almost unfathomable, Paul. But is Rafa Nadal still getting better?
3: Yes. I mean, I I think there's only so much he can get better at in terms of physical play. I think mentally and emotionally, that's his biggest challenge. You know, at this stage of his career, like the all-time greats, like Serena, like Roger, the ones that have done it for this long, you have to take things incrementally. And I'm a big macro guy uh, about looking at the expansive view. At this stage in his career, it's all micro. All that matters is managing the stuff micro, enjoying each day, and that enjoyment is helping him. I think he can manage his game better. We've seen him tweak his serve a few different times. He's great around the net. So, sure, he's going to get a little bit better. He's not all of a sudden going to have a one-handed backhand, but there's some things that he can work on. But to think about 19 years in a row winning a title, right, closing in on 1,300 matches, it's just incredible what he's done.
2: Yeah. I think when you talk about Nadal getting better, it's sort of the sum total of what he brings to the table. I mean, physically, you know, can he really get better physically? He's talked about the fact that he can only manage and maintain at best uh, in in that department, especially with this foot injury that he deals with chronically. But I think in terms of how he thinks out there on court, how he uses the experience that he's gained, how he adjusts during matches, how he works to put opponents in uncomfortable positions, especially when matches are at hand. That part, I definitely think he is getting better. I think he is, you know accepting that challenge match in and match out because every match is different, but Nadal, he is the best at bringing that intensity point in and point out. And he continues to kind of set the bar for other players. I mean, we see that being, you know, the style of play. You've got to bring not only against Nadal, but against all of the the top players. So he certainly for me is getting better in in those areas.
1: The fans love him. But as you mentioned, the other players revere him. Paula Bedosa was sitting in Paul's chair the other day said in pressure moments, I'm thinking in my head, what would Rafa do? (laughs) right now we will break down his matchup with carlos alcaraz later on tc live a lot still to get to as we are leading up to a championship doubles match at the top of the hour and when we come back james blake our friend the tournament director at miami he joins us to talk about the next leg of the sunshine double
2: Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. We're
1: well, we just less than three days away from the tennis world taking its talents to South Beach and the Miami Open, the second leg of the Sunshine Double. Our first ball to Trophy Lift's presentation of this event Starts Tuesday, March 22nd, right here on Tennis Channel. Ash Barty not going, so a new women's champion is guaranteed. A lot of money on the line, and we are so happy to welcome in the tournament director, our friend, our colleague, James Blake, via Zoom, to talk about Miami. Already down there at the Miami Open, Hard Rock Stadium. James, great to see you. Tell us how things are shaping up. Are we back to pre-pandemic standards uh, for the players and the fans and everybody there?
4: We are. And I think there's a, a ton of excitement because of that. We're actually facing ahead of 2019 for the ticket sales. And I think uh, having the event with limited ticket sales last year and not having the event the year before has just added to the excitement for the fans to be back, be able to watch in a, in a packed stadium um, and see some of the greatest tennis players in the world get to do their thing and uh, at this beautiful venue. So the players are excited to be back here. There's uh, there's some construction still going on with the F1. We got Formula One race coming here. So the infrastructure in the future is going to be is going to be continue to improve because of that. But right now we're still uh, we're still getting uh, getting acclimated with uh, a racetrack being built around us at the same time.
3: Uh, speaking about the stadium and the racetrack, is that the stadium right behind you over your shoulder? Is that right what, behind me? Yeah, we got we're the
4: that. you got that. Yeah, that's the uh, where the okay, Dolphins yep. play. And we, we got the stadium back. So it's it's fun because we got the stadium court back. We can fit just about 14,000 people, but I don't know if the players are going to be a little upset when they get here because last year they had that whole field uh, to be able to warm up and play and they had like full field soccer games and we still have a a huge warm up area, but we have to actually put up the stadium so we can, uh, we can accommodate all the fans this year.
3: Yeah, well, actually, tennis is the priority, so the players probably need to get over that little uh, little golden nugget you gave them last year. So many things on your plate down there, James. I, I was just curious about the wild cards. You guys got Andy Murray there. You got Curios in there. Um, Jordan Thompson got in, in the main draw now. So what happened with that last yeah. spot? Last spot is
4: going to go to Emilio Nava, um, a young American that qualified oh, here great. last year. Oh, great. Young <laughs> American player. Yeah. Yeah, an American player, the type, the type that you really just you want good things for. He's, he's genuinely, extremely, uh, extremely grateful, um, happy to be here, and, and uh, we're hope, we hope he has some success as well.
3: When, when you go through the process of the wild cards, it's always been one of my things as a player and a coach. It's got to be a nightmare for a tournament director with all the people. How do you try to value kind of given the up-and-coming stars versus the marquee guys like Andy and Nick and so forth?
4: Yeah, those uh, the wildcard process is always an important and exciting part of my job. But there's uh, there's a lot of voices, Um, you know, every agent lobbying for their player as they should. Um, They're doing their job. But, um, you know, everyone's got their own sales pitch. And so you just have to kind of wade through that and decide who you think um, actually deserves it and uh, who's. Uh, going to make the most of the opportunity, and you're, you're hearing from a lot of things. that You have the corporations with the, the IMG, William Morris, Endeavor groups. You've got the, the USTA uh, giving their input, and you've got other, just the, the agents that, that are lobbying for their clients. So it's just a, it's, it's a long process. You're, you're very, very happy. You make a few people very happy, and you make some others. Um, you, you know, you have to give the <laughs> bad news when, when you can't do that, but uh, that's part of the job.
1: All, all the voices. Paul and I still waiting for our doubles wildcard. Yeah. Did so you if, get if that one...
3: request, or you didn't get the Weissman anachron request for doubles, or <laughs> the
4: anachron request um, was, was definitely dismissed quickly. Um, appreciate it, but we. Can, I mean, also eight, eight, eight million in prize money. That's not enough to get you here. You, I can't. I. I don't think I can get you out of bed for that. So um, I didn't think it was worth it for you.
1: he needs the guarantee at least a 500 grand guarantee to show up anywhere. Uh, We're here with James Blake tournament director of the Miami open. Uh, Was there any conversation or what were the conversations with uh, Serena and Venus Williams about potentially playing Miami this year?
4: We obviously would have all, we always would love to have them here. They're two of our greatest champions. Uh, They're local. They they live close to here. They're uh, Serena has been, uh, they've both been unbelievable ambassadors. They're involved with the Miami dolphins. So, um, we always want them here. They're two of our greatest stars in the sport, but um, this year, it just wasn't possible with the, they they physically weren't able to, to compete. You know, they're, um, they're not quite ready to be back on court yet, but uh, hopefully we're looking forward to them being back next year. But either way, we're supportive of everything they're, they're doing. And I think they're busy this week with the, uh, with the Oscars. So, I mean, they're uh, hopefully will be up on stage for, for King Richard.
3: Yeah, that'd be, that'd be great to see. It's always tough when they're not there, but they're legends and legacies in the sport. We want them back whenever they're here it's to see through some of the different changes. And there's been a lot of changes in the Masters 1000s. I mean, you know, now now it's very different. Back in the day, we three out of five set finals, and, and it's been changing and evolving. And I think, if memory serves me, one of the reasons that they <laughs> changed three out of five sets was a 2006 final maybe the last oh, no. set in this Indian Wells match <laughs> didn't go exactly as the fans were hoping for a long am I, did i miscue that yeah, one james so I, or I, i'm just I, I reaching thought, here i, I thought it, I, I thought it was two out of three so i, I just i took that third ball oh you set off, figured, <laughs> uh, he
4: won the two so he already won i didn't think it was fair since i thought it was two out of three for me to come back and win and I buy it. Could. so i you know i i just figured you know he might as well give him and you know he struggles sometimes. He hasn't he hadn't won too many Indian Wells at that point. So I figured, you know what, let's let's let him win this one. You know he, he deserves it.
1: <laughs> See, J- James, Paul, Paul is here to bring you down. I'm here to lift you up because before that match in the semifinals, you beat Rafa Nadal. So what did, what yeah. advice do you have for Carlos Alcaraz today?
4: Oh man. Um, you know, color, that's a really tough job for Carlos Alcaraz because Rafa continues to get better and better. It's incredible. Um, I think about that match uh, when I played him. That must have been 2006-ish. So it's 16 years ago. Yeah, no, exactly. 15, 16 years ago, and the guy is still in the semifinals playing this level of tennis. I do remember um, a lot of people, I didn't take it as an insult, but everyone was very surprised that I was able to beat Rafa on that kind of gritty court But he gets to so many balls, and uh, my game was a little more aggressive. So for Alcaraz, it is possible to play aggressive and beat Rafa there, but I I, um, I definitely had to play one of my best matches ever to beat Rafa. And Carlos is going to have to do that, but I think for him it's mentally. You know, he's he looks up to Rafa so much as just about any Spanish player his age should. Um, so I think for him going out there and playing as if it's another opponent and uh, not not the greatest of all time or the legend that is Rafa, um, go out there and play his game because his game is just absolutely incredible i've watched a lot of his tennis this this last week and a half and um, there's no reason why he can't win this match and win the event and come down here and and have plenty of success in miami as well
1: yeah we're looking forward to seeing carlos Alvarez play the miami open we'll forget about that federer final. it's all about the semifinal against nadal nothing <laughs> happened after that uh james it's exactly. great to catch up with you thanks for spending some time with us here on tc live can't wait for the miami open
4: Always great to see you guys. I'll be back on that desk one of these days, too. All
1: right. We miss you here, James, but uh, keep doing your thing. Of course, our coverage of the Miami Open starts next Tuesday. We got the full squad. Martina, Jim, Lindsay, Brett, Prakash, Danny, Mark Petchy, plus Caroline Wozniacki. The Bryan brothers will be in Miami. Myself, Chanda, Andy Roddick doing TC Live every night from L.A. We'll be back with more after this. Anna and Ruben Weisman back on TC live top of the hour. We are handing out our first trophy, Asia Muhammad and Shibahara taking on Xiao She Yang and Yifan Shu, The two men's semifinals, Fritz Rublev who can't wait for Alcaraz Nadal. And then John Isner, Jack Sock going for their second title here in the desert. Speaking of doubles. That first title came 2018 for Cisner. They got a wild card. They have proceeded to beat the top seeds, the Aussie Open champs, and everyone else
3: in their way, Paul. This was power tennis at its finest with a little crisscross action and then the field volley from Sock. These guys serve so well, Steve. They saved all three of their break points, which allowed them to tee off on the return games. Sock with the forehand down the line winner right here. And it is just... Perfect tennis for big John Isner to swing freely and Jack Sock to do his magic stuff on the doubles court. The early breaks in both sets really relax the guys and a relaxed Jack Sock and John Isner makes it very difficult to deal with.
1: When you got two big forehands like that, you can go two back and be very successful. Uh, yesterday was Rajiv Ram's 38th birthday. I saw his team had a beautiful take they brought on site, but Santiago Gonzalez and Edward Game Roger Vassilin
3: crashed the party ball. Yeah, they sure did ruin the party, but Raj there gets that first set under his belt. Kind of had control this match, got away from him here in the second set. Great job. To break serve, split sets, match tiebreak got a little nervy, guys. It was so tight right here, and some really good tennis. Trying to play defense, our sa- uh, our Raj and who's his partner?
1: That's Rajiv
3: Ram's partner. partner? Joe Joel Salisbury. Salsbury. He's very well done. <laughs> Come on, so that, this was
1: a yeah, medium rare, medium performance. rare performance. <laughs>
3: A little tight at the end of the match tiebreak, but you got to give Roger Vassalin a great job done by he and Gonzalez to come through in that match tiebreak because it was choppy stuff in the beginning.
1: Chop salad stuff. Chop, chop, salad, chop salad, salad
3: stuff. But salad, but chop salad. First <laughs>
1: event playing with one another, and they make a masters final. That's pretty impressive.
3: Yeah, good. Co- they're really combining well. It really, you know, doubles chemistry. You get the right <laughs> chemistry going. Seriously, it is a huge, huge difference.
1: All right, looking forward to that final later today. But first, it is time now, DraftKings preview of the day, and it is the big one. The all-Spanish matchup, Alcaraz-Nadal. Nadal Nadal coming in, the favorite for this one. You know, back on March 9th, he posted a photo on Instagram with the caption, good training with Carlitos. Ten days later, they play for a spot in the finals. Paul, who do you think benefits most from that practice
3: session? I don't know that that practice session matters so much. I think it's really just about Carlos Alcaraz getting past the hero part, which is really difficult for anyone to do, especially someone from the same country as Rafa. If he, if he can get past that, I think he's got a very good shot. I think he's playing the best tennis of his life. He's played unbelievable tennis this tournament, and Rafa's in the semis, but he's not playing Rafa Quality, top level quality tennis. He's playing Rafa, top quality problem solving, and that's why he's in the semis.
1: The first time they played Chandy, it was a beat down. Madrid last year, Nadal only dropped three games in this match. Uh, what do you take from that today?
2: Yeah, I think uh, Alcarez just wasn't quite ready. Didn't know exactly what he would have to contend with. It's the hardest thing until you get out there on the court with a great champion like this. You just aren't quite sure what to expect. And Nadal just ran away with that match. But it was kind of a foreshadowing of what we would see going forward. I mean, this kid, Carlos Alcaraz, has been outstanding. He's been almost Rafa-like at the same age.
1: He certainly has. I mean, take a look at this. He, he made a better performance at a major, Paul, top 20 debut in February. He was 13 days younger than Nadal. I mean, you got to go back to 1993 for somebody who was younger than Alcaraz making that top 20 well, but debut. These,
3: these numbers are give you a little bit of a spine tingles. You look how close <laughs> these two are. It is amazing to look at the comparison.
1: And I don't, where's the bicep compared? I mean, I feel like we did that, we're,
3: didn't we? we? We're missing.
2: <laughs> we did do that. We, did, though, we right? did that
3: yesterday. We had some numbers. Should we do on it daily? Them? Let the <laughs> people know. <laughs> we should do it daily, maybe, <laughs> depending on adrenaline level. Who went to the gym closest? <laughs> we did their fifty
1: to... sets of fifty yeah, in the you... morning? You know.
2: <laughs> or we could stick with the facts. Yeah, yeah there we, we go. We just showed them. <laughs> that's that's part that's, of the that's, facts. That's, that's an, an option. option. A little
1: intimidation factor out there. Uh, DraftKings daily parlay special. Let's see how we did yesterday. We won. If you if you bet. On Rublev and Fritz, you put $100, you got 208 Rublev won by six games. He covered the spread against Dimitrov. Fritz won by three games, just covered the spread against Ketsmanovich. So, what is our daily special parlay today? You're putting your money on Fritz and Nadal. That 100 bucks to win 245 so he gets two and a half games against Rublev. And Nadal is giving a game and a half against... Alcaraz, Chanda, are you are you picking both of these bets?
2: I'd probably take both of these. I think Fritz is going to get through. You know, you can deal with the plus. Yeah, and so if minus he gets through games, it doesn't even matter.
1: If he wins, the <laughs> games don't matter in that one. Yeah,
2: I think I, I definitely would pick Fritz to get through this. And I would give Maybe give Nadal the edge, although I think that one's a little more of a toss-up. I think, you know, Alcaraz, depending on how he comes out mentally in this match, if he has that belief and is really ready to go toe-to-toe, I would kind of give him that slight edge. But that one's a little more of a toss-up for me. But yeah, I, I like I'm go- those picks.
3: Yeah, I'm going to uh, go as an interested bystander. I'm going to go pick him. I I just, it's so close. Uh, You know, I think Taylor has a really good shot, like Chanda said, um, and and I think I actually agree with you with Alcaraz, but the big question is, does he get past the hero worship? Hmm. And you'll know that pretty early on. Yeah. You know, and, and if you get down to Rafa... That's going to be a problem in this situation.
2: Yeah, I think he's got a bit of an advantage with Juan Carlos Ferrero in his camp agree. to kind of yep. help him work through that. And for sure, you can count on, that's probably the conversations that they've been having over the last couple of days. It's not about tennis between the lines. It's about, you know, between the ears.
1: And remember, Seb Corta really got crushed first time he played Nadal, also his idol, yeah. practiced with Nadal earlier in this tournament almost beat them when they played. So expecting a much tighter matchup between Alcaraz and Nadal today. A reminder, download that DraftKings Sportsbook app. Bet a dollar to win $100 in free bets if any point is won. Use that promo code POINT and download the app today. It's all free. Well, still a lot to get to on the show. We have best of the best coming up. Don't want to forget about that. TC Live tomorrow, 3 o'clock Eastern, leading up to the women's final for Eastern. Make note of the time change. Men's final follows that, and then encore coverage all through the night. But really looking forward to seeing those two finals tomorrow.
0: Incredible! That's just big hitting there. Are you
1: kidding me? Oh my goodness. Mark that down for best of the best. Oh, oh, come, on. oh come on. Phenomenal pickup from quarter there. track down the lob from Murray, but Andy had the answer. That's my vote
5: for point of the tournament so far.
2: Oh, that
1: is sensational. How on earth did Kerber pull that off?
5: Out Murray Murray right now,
3: very fancy, fantastic drop volley
4: there and he still gets to it, fantastic stuff from both players.
1: Tell me there are five shots better than those.
3: I don't know. I'm always so biased with Andy Murray's because his tend to be like three in one point. You know, it's a run, it's a get, it's a drop shot, it's a, he has so many great shots, but uh, I'm not sure there's five better.
2: Right? Is that there's fiction? gotta be. I trust our guys. <laughs> I know there are, and I'm be
1: <laughs> all right. We're gonna get the top five for you tomorrow here on TC Live. Remember, starts. At 3 Eastern tomorrow. Enter the social Now Look at Ben Stiller with his buddies, Diego Schwartzman and Rafa Nadal. He was watching Rafa's match the other day. Nick, Nick Kyrgios was, was giving him a little crap there in the stands.
3: I don't know if he He's was, well. was he? Yeah.
1: Well, he was saying, I don't tell him how to act. <laughs> right. He was giving someone else a hard time. Ben was, ben was or... there for Rafa, though. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So I right. don't think he was cheering for now. Who knows?
2: It happens with Kyrios. Yes. That's
3: a great photo. Yeah. Meet ben the Spaniards lefty, and Argentinians. Is he righty or lefty? Do we know? Do we know if Ben Stiller's a righty or lefty tennis player? I think he's, you know, he can do both. Okay. Wow. Okay. <laughs> yeah. He can I'll do think it all. He was, hasn't been in any of the stuff you've hosted or anything? No, not yet. Not yet. But all I'd right. love to. All right. Holler at your boy, Ben. Keep us posted. Let's get out on the court.
1: Keep us posted. Knock some around. Uh, we are leading up to the women's doubles final. Top of the hour. Asia Muhammad, that streak at 27 in a row right now. Looking to make one of them a 1,000-level title. Tennis Paradise on Championship Weekend. It's going to be packed here at Indian Wells. A couple of men's semifinals today and two trophies being handed out got the women's and men's doubles finals. We are leading up to the top of the hour. Chanda Rubin has gone over to the booth to join Leaf Shires for the call of the women's doubles final. Then we got Taylor Fritz against Andre Rublev. They go all the way back to the juniors, the little mo. Who knows? Carlos Alcaraz, Rafa Nadal meeting for the second time. And speaking of second time, John Isner, Jack Sock, looking for their second title here in the desert. A lot to get to. You. You're going to go out and be courtside for both of those matches. One as a coach, and then one as a commentator.
3: Yeah, it's going to be a great, look. It is going to be a great afternoon of uh, tennis, starting off with the women's match. Uh, but uh, what do you, what's your take today?
1: My take. I mean, I'm just. What's I'm our just,
3: friends at Flone say? Listen, I,
1: it is a privilege to be here, Paul. All right. This is our Flonay's match of the day. Your guy, Taylor Fritz, taking on Andre Rublev. Taylor said he needed to be better from the baseline in this match. Do you agree with that?
3: He does, yeah. He does need to be better from the baseline, and uh, he needs to just be geared up and have fun out there. Look, he, the hard work is done. Now it's about swinging and playing freely, so it's going to be fun when two big players, smackers of that tennis ball out there today. They really are.
1: Rublev's on the roll. He's won 13 in a row. Fritz trying to be the first American man to make the final here since John Isner back in 2012, looking to be the first to win it here since Andre Agassi. The fact... Uh, what's the comparison of how you see Taylor Fritz October when he
3: made the semifinals to today? Well, I actually think he, he played better in October. I mean, he played, I think he beat three guys in the top 15 that week and he played better tennis. He's played better mental tennis this time. And that's part of being comfortable with where he is in the rankings, because when you're comfortable with where you are and how good you are, what do you do? you find ways to win on your average days. And that's what he's doing better now at this stage in his career. And he's going to get better at that. So today he's going to need to play better Mm. and also to be sharp mentally. So it's going to be a tough task for him, be a good one.
1: That's great. I mean, mentally in six months to get to that level, Uh, it's a huge weekend for Spanish fans today. You've got Carlos Alcaraz taking on Rafa Nadal tomorrow, El Clasico, Real Madrid, Barcelona. So uh, they're gearing up for a big time weekend who wins the match today, Alcaraz or Nadal?
3: I am leaning Nadal, but I won't be surprised if Alcaraz wins. He's played better tennis, but Rafa Nadal is Rafa Nadal, and that's all you <laughs> need to say.
1: 19-0 <laughs> and 0 this year. Uh, in this match, what you've seen from Rafa, have you seen steady progress throughout this tournament? I,
3: I have, but, but the thing is... It's been a little choppy for him. Usually he gets better and stays better, and he hasn't really done that here. Um, little cho- and a lot of it's because of the p- players he's played. Sure, he didn't yeah. get any rhythm against Riley Opelka. That's tricky. And in his last match playing Nick, that's tricky because you don't know what's going to happen. But after he won the first set with Nick, he actually didn't raise his level. His level dropped, which is a little uncharacteristic. Found a way in the third set because he's Rafa Nadal. That's what he's going to have to do today. More
1: problem solving uh, should be a fascinating encounter. Uh, the hero, the prodigy, all of that stuff. Players walking out to the court right now, Stadium One, doubles final. Asia Muhammad on the left, and Shibahara on the right. Muhammad has been balling 27 wins in a row, three in singles, two in doubles. Teaming up with the former UCLA Bruin superstar, taking on that Chinese duo, Zhao She Young. And Yifan Shu, it is going to be a spectacular matchup. We've got Leaf Shiras and Chanda Rubin on the call. I'll be here on the desk all day long to interview the winners and get you updated on everything going down in Tennis Paradise. Thanks for watching TC Live. Enjoy the match next.